It's Saturday. I'm recording this on Friday because Saturday is a travel day for me. And I wanted to do um, just a really brief, well, I don't know if it'll be brief. I can't say that. Uh, an episode on my wackadoodle autoimmune disease. And even as I say that sentence, I have to then say, okay, depending on what doctor you talk to and what website you look at, some places call it an autoimmune disease, some places call it an allergy, some places call it a disorder, other places call it just a disease. <laughs> and it is so new that that's part of the reason why we can't like decide what it is. And I'm not like immunocompromised. That's not how it works. But so I'm going to say what it is. And then I'm going to read a little paragraph from hopkinsmedicine.com. All right. So it's called eosinophilic esophagitis. It is often referred in many places as EOE, just to make it easier. Because sometimes, if you're me, you can't always remember the word eosinophilic. Um. So EOE is an allergy condition that happens in the esophagus. The esophagus becomes inflamed and does not contract properly. It can get narrowed and develop rings or abscesses. The symptoms happen when your immune system make white blood cells in reaction to an allergy. The white blood cells are called eosinophils. So here they call it an allergic condition. <laughs> Um, this website, it's called PubMed, calls it an autoimmune esophageal disorder. <laughs> and um, there was one other place where I saw it as a disease. So um, what is it? We don't know. It's new. And part of the reason why it's new is that it was really commonly misdiagnosed. And it didn't well, one of the doctors I went to said it didn't, it only started to exist 15 years ago. So I have had weird gastrointestinal issues my whole life and like literally started as a baby. Like I had to be on goat's milk sort of a situation. And I just for years and years and years kept trying to eat regular foods and that like just didn't work. And so finally I had one doctor that had me do an elimination diet um, to find some foods that I was sensitive to. I didn't actually end up doing any sort of a formal allergy test until I was trying to figure out what exactly was wrong with me. So here's what started to happen when I knew it was more than just like foods that my body didn't get along with. And I have to say, I have always been just like an allergy kid, an allergy teenager, an allergy adult. Like I'm allergic to inside and I'm allergic to outside. It would be not, it would be not abnormal. What's the word for that? It would be normal <laughs> for me to like just break out in hives and I'm just be sitting, hanging out. So I used to actually keep, um, cortisone in my car because I didn't know when I was going to have any sort of a physical hive reaction to something. And, um, finally my primary doctor was like, you should be taking way more allergy medicine than you are. <laughs> um, 
So when I started to notice that I was having trouble swallowing foods, I really honestly thought that like I had just forgot how to chew and in theater. I mean, it wasn't abnormal for me to like walk from place to place, eating a baby carrot or like munching on some hummus. So the first couple of times it happened, I was like, Hmm, that's weird. I just must not have spelled that right. And then I had to run out of a rehearsal space because food was stuck in my throat and I tried to drink water and it was like really, really stuck. And I had to, luckily the rehearsal room I was in around the ground floor and I just ran out of the room because I was like, I had to cough so hard to get it dislodged from me, from my throat. Um, so that's when I started to like think that something was wrong. And then not long after that, um, actually probably within six months, when I was in Montreal, I got a, a baby carrot stuck in my throat and I couldn't breathe for a little bit. And I was pretty freaked out um, for various reasons, one of which I didn't know how to call 911 in Montreal and I didn't have enough brain space <laughs> to try to figure that out and to try to get what was lodged in my throat dislodged. So um, the Montreal baby carrot <laughs> incident was what drove me to actually go and have a doctor look at um, me. And um, he luckily actually already had some patients that had um, had this before. And so I went and got a couple of different kinds of tests um, they did a, a, I don't even remember what it's called. They biopsied my esophagus. Um, and I went to an allergist and got really formal allergy testing, which I have to say those pictures, because we did food and environmental and I blew up like a Christmas tree <laughs> again, please see previous note. Like I just knew I was allergic to many things. So I didn't really need a list. But I was such a like poster child of being an allergy person that when I was there, they had multiple people come in the room so that they could discuss how you could see the different numbering system. It's really, if you haven't ever had an allergy test, it's fascinating. Um, and I was like, am I really that weird? And she's like, yeah, a lot of times people come in and they're like a little bit red with a couple things. Um, and I'll put this on my blog at some point and I'll put it in the show notes once it's up. But I really was like, I'm allergic to, I don't, I didn't ever do a percentage, but it was really red. So I would say I was allergic to like 60% or 75% of what they tested me, at least like mildly. And then really dramatically allergic to a few things. Okay. So, um, once I met with the allergist and I met with the, um, I think he was a gastroenterologist. I actually don't really remember what his job was. Um, but they gave me sort of the working order and that a lot of people do manage it with food. Um, so that is really helpful. Because um, after I started doing some research, there are some people that have EOE that have very, very few safe foods. 
And I'm very lucky that I have quite a lot of foods that I can eat. But one of the disappointing things about this allergy, immune disease, not disease, disorder, whatever you want to call it, is that your allergy to it is actually cumulative. So the foods that I ate the most are the foods that I am the most allergic to. And dairy and wheat, all gluten, are kind of top two. And for me personally, my like sort of next couple are corn, potatoes, baby carrots, almonds. I think those are the the high ones. And what becomes really hard is to strip away everything that you're used to eating. So I did, I ate more baby carrots and hummus than any one person probably should. And I was having almond milk with my cereal and eating almonds because they're just delicious. Chocolate covered almonds are, man, oh man, they're so good. But what's happened is that I, so I had this whole list of foods I'm allergic to. And then, so I've been leaning more towards eating the foods that I'm not as allergic to, but I can still like have pizza now and again. Right. And I can feel it when my throat starts to get irritated when I've pushed the boundaries a little too far, but what's happened. And it just really noticed it in the last couple of weeks, actually, is that now foods that were sort of in the second or third tier are moving up closer to be in the first tier because I've been eating them. And very unfortunately, there are two that I noticed that are painful to even say, (laughs) painful to say out loud. So one is corn, which if you're on TikTok right now and you're in the corn music, it's so good. There's a parody of a kid doing an interview about how much he loves corn and they've turned it into songs. It's unbelievable. Um, So Google that, I'm just saying. So it's corn and peanut butter. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's so sad. So, and I've only had those two where I really noticed that my throat was mad, like within a bite of eating it when they've been like, that's nearly the only thing I've had, like literally was eating a corn on the cob and then was eating a bagel with peanut butter. So will it be better if they're not like the direct ingredient? Maybe, but my sad, sad heart. When I, like both times I started coughing, my throat was just really mad. So one of the sort of normal questions is like, do you have an EpiPen? And I have to be like, yeah, it's not that kind of allergy. So when my throat thinks that I'm eating something that's going to kill me, it sends those white blood cells to it. And it just like constricts the area. Um, And thus far, it's never like affected breathing or anything. Like my throat will feel scratchy and then sort of denser, harder foods like sandwiches, burgers, baby carrots. Um, Those are the things that then like have a harder time passing through my esophagus. Um, it doesn't like affect my lifespan, any of those sorts of things. And it never goes away. (laughs) So there is something you can do to help. Like if I go on a bender, 
and have like, you know, too much dairy and almond and my throat's really scratchy and like, I can feel that I can't keep food going down. You can actually take a steroid and mix it in with like an applesauce and it does help calm. So I've had to do that a, a couple of times. I try not to obviously because it's also affecting the rest of my body. Um, ask all the questions you have about this wackadoodle disorder, allergy disease that I have. <laughs> um, I'll see you tomorrow. All right, bye.